brother, his name Ben Barlow, and God gave us a vision that we can start this ministry in the labor camps, and people can understand the gospel, the message of salvation, the message of hope. So what, uh, the ministry we are leading is called Nomad, and uh, I just want to a little bit talk about first Nomad. Nomad is a ministry, uh, which means like the group of people live in a one place, like maybe six months, eight months, one year, and then they move to another camp. So when they live in a one camp, and we have opportunity to reach those people and share the gospel, uh, share the love of Christ with them, and uh, almost 70 to 80% of the people that uh, we are going, it's uh, new, like first time listening the gospel. They spend uh, you know, their life in a different friend of different gods, but it's a true joy to, to reach those people. The camp is like a small, maybe bigger, literally bigger than you know, the, the maid room, you know, we have in our villa, in our home. So you can see that it's a little bit bigger than that. And uh, they fit like a bunk bed inside and live uh, 8 to 10 people in one room, sometimes 6, 8 to 10. And they work uh, uh, six and a half days a week in the, in the construction side, in the industry. And, uh, you know, the desperation and the brokenness they carry day and night is... Is, is really, really big. They are broken and hopeless, and uh, it's such an honor to reach those people. And I'm standing before, I was the one of the labor guys. I came back in 2007, and I lived first few years in the labor camps. I was sharing the gospel in, in the labor camps, and uh, this is how I, you know, came in touch with this ministry, that I can serve in the labor camps. So we go and we reach and we share the Bible stories and we talk about the chronological Bible story because these people come from different culture, different background and different religions. And when we give this idea how God created this beautiful world and how God created the beautiful man and women, that's such an awesome when people know and they respond very well. And then we baptize them, we're discipling them, and also we send them sometime where people live, we just go there and train them, and then they can go and share with other people. And sometimes they go to the home countries, their home country like India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, and uh, Nepal. And then they go there and share the hope and joy with other people. That's such an awesome. We train here, we reach here, train here, and then wherever they go, they are witness for Christ. So that's truly special, and God is doing such amazing things. But one thing I want to mention is the ministry is not just a one-person job. I cannot do by myself. You know, we need a team. And i really thankful and grateful. I was part of this church for for a few years. And then uh, there is a new church planted, Grace Church. I'm now a member of Grace Church, me and my family. But still, you know, this church is really uh, grateful for the nomad, for us. And providing the resource and supporting us continues that we have opportunity to go and share the good news. And that's truly special. And I would like to say thank you so much for everybody. So today we will talk about the, the early church planted. You know, uh, sometimes we know like the church is just a building. As I grew up in Pakistan, Eastern Pakistan, and uh, my thinking and my perspective was the church is uh, only a building, you know, and that's the called church. 
But then I know the church is not just a building. Church is much more than that. When you know about the true church. When you know the organic church. And today we will learn about the, the, you know, the very earlier church when planted in this earth. So this church is take place when Jesus Christ died and resurrected from the death. And then he appeared to his disciples and other peoples. And then Jesus told him, okay, I will go to the fathers and then I will send you a gift and the gift of Holy Spirit. And it will give you power. It will give you strength. It will really give you power that you can go and share about me. And you should wait in, in a specific place. So they just uh, sit there and start, you know, the waiting. Jesus is, you know, went to the fathers, but he never leave alone. Uh, he never leave alone to his disciple, to his people. So if uh, you have the Bible, if you will turn uh, book of Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 13, we will see what happened, the big pictures in that church, that we will understand the big picture, what, what is happening here. So <clears throat> the scriptures say, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the ruin of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they they were sitting, then what looked like flame of tongue of fires appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the, the Holy Spirit and began speaking in a other language. As the Holy Spirit gave them this ability, at that time there were devoted Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem when they heard the loud noise, everyone was running and they were uh, bewildered to heard, heard their own language being spoken by the believers. Now this is the big picture we can see here, how the churches, you know, the build here and the churches begin. They received the Holy Spirit, they received the powers and that changed their, the language. Now there was a group of people coming from this side, east, west and north, south. All the people was come together that they can, you know, worship and whatever their festival is going on, they can come here and do that. But they see their unusual things. Now, by myself, I speak uh, more than five languages, you know. And uh, when I go to the Punjabi group, and when I heard the Punjabi noise, you know, they're speaking Punjabi, I just get like, wow, that's awesome. You know, this is what my feeling, you know, when I heard the Punjabi and when I go to the Urdu group, and I will hear like, wow. When I heard the Hindi, so the language you know, you go to the, the Afrikaans, you know, to go to the, you know, India, you go to the South America, wherever you go, you heard the language that you know, and you will really express, and you say, wow, amazed. And you will like, wow, that's awesome. That's great. These people are listening their own language, and they are understanding, wow. These people are from, come from other country, or they, people come from other area, and then they're speaking our language. This is strange. This is, you know, very, very strange. But there was, ah, sorry. Okay. So there was, uh, people are really, really amazed. But this is what happened in the earlier church. The first church will plant it. Holy Spirit come, give them strength, give them power. And then Peter stood up and started talking to them. 
You know, the key word in the book of Acts, I call the Acts of God. This book is the Acts of God. So from one chapter to the end, the key of this whole book is one. We know where somebody stood up. All he talked about is Jesus' death and resurrection. Jesus' death and resurrection. Jesus' death and resurrection. All he talked about this, that people will understand Jesus' death and resurrections. That's a really, really important in our Christian life, that we will understand Jesus' death and resurrection. One time I was growing up, and my, dad, uh, my mother dad, we went to the wizard there, and he is a very strong believer. He was a farmer, and one day on the field, he has uh, the conversation with the one, uh, there was a, uh, not one, but there was multiple people, and they have a different faith. The majority of people in Pakistan is a Muslim, but inside the Muslim there is like many you know, like tribes or some like different cults or something inside. So there was a few people and talking, Jesus uh, talking with the, my grandfather back and forth. And all is my Jesus telling like, I believe in death and resurrection. And say, how one person can die for the people and then, uh, you know, my sin is forgiven. This is absolutely impossible. How this can happen? But because uh, my Father was, uh, my grandfather was really strong believer and he said, this is not a mystery. This is very, very simple to understand. Jesus died not for me, but he died for all people. So the key of this scripture is that Jesus died for all of, for all worlds, not just one specific person. He died for everybody. So we need to believe that. And how we can believe that? This is really important. We need to believe, we confess that Jesus, you die for my sin. You die for me. This is what, uh, you know, happened here. If you look at them, when Peter stood up and he started talking, this is early, you know, this is the, uh, the morning, early morning. Who, uh, people will not drunk, you know. Some people think that this group of people, very unusual, and they are drinking. And he say, oh, morning time, nobody drink. We are not drinking, you know. And he just, you know, stood up and he started sharing about Christ. Now, if you look at back, to the Peter's life, just go back eight weeks of his life. He denied many times Jesus Christ. We as a Christian, we fail many times because we sometimes live in the flesh. There was time in my life I failed, you know, but we accept failure? No, we defeat that failure. This is a very common thing in, in a Christian life. In, a, in, a, in the Masihi life, Christian Masihi life is very, very important that uh, it, it, sometimes it happens. We just lose. We fail. But you know, when God gives us strength and power, we just defeat. We stand up and we share the hope. We share the joy. We share the strength that God gives us. This is what the Peter did. God do not want to think about what happened in the beginning. You know, God want to think about, uh, uh, God w- did not think about what is happening uh, you know, in your life, ten years, what happened in, 10 years ago? Oh, you was denied and you did this and you did that. If today we come before him and accept as a master and savior, he will forgive us and he will give us strength and power. As we go, what this believer actually do? If we check the chapter, uh, Acts chapter 2 and uh, verse 43, and this is what they do, the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meal, including Lord's Supper, and to prayer. After the Holy Spirit had came upon the believers, 
they form a community and devoted themselves to the apostle teaching to fellowship to and the sharing of meal and to prayer so this is what happened when the spirit come and then the community gather and then they start praying teaching you know sharing meals this is what you know they done uh, in the beginning and then what happened in the result of that when they start doing continues that if you check the 43 to 7 the 243 to 7 he said the deep sense of awe came over them all uh, over them all and the apostle performed many miracles sign and wonders and all believers met together in one place and share everything they had they sold their property and possession and share the money with those in need and they worship together at the temple each day meet in homes for the lord supper and share their meals with a great joy and generosity all all the while praising god and enjoying the goodwill of all the all the people and each day the lord added to their fellowship those who were been saved now when they gather together they worship god they praising god you know they sharing meal you know sharing uh, the things they have even they sold the things and they sharing and sitting you know and praising god and worshiping and prayer and then god every day add in that church this was really natural this was very different church because uh, there is something missing in other community then people start joining here there wasn't like uh, you know some this community giving the money and that's why they are joining because sometime i am sick and tired of what the people preach is sometime all they say is prosperity thing so this person is do this this person is do this or if you follow jesus you will find this if you follow jesus you will find this or you will find this and you will find that this is not about you know this worldly little things this is about eternally eternity about like uh, you know the we we want to live with christ that will never end just look in a one second just think about like your past how many years back you can think 10 million year 10000 million years how many time uh, how long back you can think and think about the forward how you can think about the forward god was exist and god will be exist he is eternal he will stay forever with us he will never ever leave us or forsake us now the x43 to 7 uh, what was the result of this uh, devotions malcol the believer shared what they had with the uh, with the uh, poor among them and they worship together each day they share meal with the great joy and generosity and they praise god in in all they did they grow in the numbers so god really growing them every day in the numbers it's mean like it was really healthy strong really like a center gospel church it was a very strong church it was a original church that how the community gathered together and share love and joy that they have with other people it was a truly awesome how this church is growing now the story is continues and we will now come to chapter 3 verse 1 to uh, uh, 1 to 11 and we will see here the big things happen uh, specifically in this temple now peter and john went to the temple one afternoon 
to take the part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from the birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate, and uh, temple gate, the one, uh, the one, the one called the beautiful gate. So he all he could beg from the people into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. But I will give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazareth. Get up and walk. You know what happened his condition? Like he was from the birth, he could not walk. You can imagine the person from the birth, he could not walk. And then one day, the one guy went to him and he just grabbed his hand and he immediately started walking. Wow, that's awesome. That's incredible. Like this is, this is happened. This is what Jesus do in our life. Maybe we are not paralyzed. We are not crippled uh, by physically. But we have other things going on in our life. Maybe we have a proud. Maybe we have a jealousy. Maybe we have anger. Maybe we have all kinds of other problems. But now Jesus wants us to walk. And just leave everything. Just leave to the cross and walk for him. Now this is a big thing happened. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did... The man's feet and uncle were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walking. Then, uh, then walking, leaping, and praising God, and he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and herding him, praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar, they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, and they were absolutely stunned. And they all rushed out in amazement to Salmoon, Kela, Nid, uh, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Now, when they healed, and uh, when he got healed, and Pete, uh, he just hold them like wow, and praising God and leaping. You know what was his condition? I can just give like a one percent. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! I just give like a one, maybe it is like just a one, one little tiny things that I share. This is how his condition was. He was truly, naturally joyful. Wow, because the big things happen in his life. Now, I was thinking in this passage, I share many times in the camp. Every time I share, God gives the new word to talk with the church. And I was sharing one time, you know, he was a beggar. Every day he asked the money. Now, here... You can think and I can think as well. I am sure he get a lot of gift before Peter. Many, all of his life, you know, he was asking the money. So all of his life, he had been, uh, he had been uh, bagging the money. He had been asking the money for the people. He might get been before the big, biggest gift. Maybe somebody give him like $10,000 or, you know, I don't know how much he could before. Could be. Maybe, you know. $5,000, I don't know. But today the gift he received, how was that? It was different than been before or the same? 
it was completely different. <laughs> he become alive. He's, it was right to praising him. It was right to leaping. It was right to jumping because he was just become alive. He understand. Wow. I was reading that. Jesus went to this temple many times. Uh, I think few times he went in that temple. If you read the, uh, the book of John, Matthew, Luke, then we can know that. He went there. And, uh, you know, I was thinking probably he think like, oh, if Jesus, he heard, maybe probably he heard that, oh, Jesus might be healed, you know, this person uh, to the one pool. And like, he maybe heard that. But maybe his, his you know, his hope was dead. Like now Jesus is died. My hope is dead. Jesus is not died. When Jesus rose again, and when he got healed, then like, he was like praising God, joying, and he has so much joy in his life. That's through Jesus. God really touched his life. God wants to touch our life. God do not want to leave us just like, uh, you know, God loves us so much. He cares about us, about us. He cares this, you know, poor beggar who's sitting in a beautiful gate. Now you can say this gate is so beautiful. I have a hard time to understand this gate is beautiful. But now you can say this gate is so beautiful because the beautiful, beautiful miracles happen in this gate. He starts walking. He starts jumping. He starts praising God. That's awesome. I want to mention just a small story. One guy, Sursi Singh, from Musaffa, India, Punjab, he, he took the... He took baptized. And all of his roommates was different religion. He accept Jesus Christ and uh, he was falling like really eagerly every day like he praising God and worshiping and enjoying and calling home and he say, wow, I find Guru Jesus and he's awesome. He's a great God. And he just, you know, took all of my burden, all of my, you know, the, the feeling and he just give me strength and power that I can fight in a trial time and I can, I can rejoice in a happy time. He give me this kind of strength. Now, in his room one day, he argument with his uh, roommate. And he fight, kind of like argument, but not fight, but arguments really, really bad. And then next week I went there, and I talked with him, and I said, Sarjeet, what happened? And he said, well, I really, I'm really upset because my people, they are not understanding Guru Jesus. And all they're telling is like, they're asking me two questions. The one question they're asking me, Jesus Christ, uh, the Christian people give you money and he, they converted you. That's a very common question in my country as well. Now, and then other question they ask that Jesus Christ is only the white man's guru. <laughs> only the white people guru. He's not, you know, and he defends that. He really talked with him and he said, no, Jesus is not the white man guru. And they did not give me any money. Yeah, they give me the treasure, which is Jesus. That's the treasure I have. You know, in this passage, we can see one more interesting things. The Christianity is not grow with the money. People give the money and then convert. Because here, clearly, Peter like say, I do not have gold. I do not have a silver. But what I have, I have a supernatural power who can heal you. Way, way bigger than money. Money cannot... You know, it cannot heal. It can help us. It can go do some things, you know. But here in this, particularly in this, you know, the area that they really, he asked the money, but they say, we don't have money, but we have in the name of Jesus Christ right now, walk 
and he immediately started walking. Big things changed in his life. Really big things. Now, when they stand up and Peter took such a great opportunity and he started sharing the gospel. He started sharing that Jesus' death and resurrection. Now, this first church is continues working now. They began and now the group of people, some people go there, some people go there, some people go there and they start sharing the gospel with other people that people can understand. And these two, two people, they came to the temple that they can they came just for prayer. But here, big things happen. Now, Peter talked about chapter 3, verse 12 to 26. He said, friends, I realize that what you and your leader did to Jesus was done in eagerness. But God was fulfilling what all the prophets had foretold about Messiah. That he must suffer these things. Now repent of your sin and turn to God so that your sin may be wiped away. The time of refreshment will come from the presence of Lord. And he will give you, he will, he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah, for he must remain in, remain in heaven until the time for the final restoration for all things, of all things, as God promised long ago through his holy prophet Moses said, the Lord your God will be raised, rise up, raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. Listen carefully to everything he tells you. Then Moses said, everyone who will not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from God's people. Now these things he's talking about the people of Israel. He's talking about the Jewish. He's telling that, oh, my friends, you know, whatever you've done for Christ, it was just, you know, by the eagerness. You've done, it's okay. But now you have to repent. You come to Christ and you follow Jesus as a master and savior. Because as mentioned, Moses is described that. And now we can check the continuous verses. Say, starting with Samuel, every prophet spoke about what is happening today. You are the children of this prophet and you are included in the covenant. God promised to your an ancestor for God said to the Abraham, through your descendant, all the family on the earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, Jesus, he sent him first to you, people of Israel, to bless you by turning each of you back from your sinful way. Now, so he's telling the message of, you know, uh, repentance. He's telling the message of that they can repent and God really ready to forgive you. Like whatever you've done for Jesus, that's okay. Just leave that and now you come to Christ, uh, come to Jesus, come to God and he will, you know, forgive you. But you have to repent. Come to Christ and he will uh, forgive you. He will give you strength and power. This was the message was really powerful. But I want you to go back and we will check a little bit back. The question that I was thinking is, uh, is that uh, when, uh, in the chapter Acts 3, 1 to 11... What happened to, to this, uh, this man who was crippled by the birth? And I have uh, just a four question. I want you guys to just, just to think about that. He said, how long had the man been crippled? So this is the one question. What, he, what was he asking for? So he was, uh, he was, uh, so he was uh, the cripple from his mother belly. So he was crippled. He born like that. 
So the Bible says it was like 40 years or something. He was, he was in that position. But then God, you know, healed him supernatural way. What he was asking? He was asking money. But he find more than money. God wants to give us, you know, something permanent, something that we can enjoy it. We can, you know, have something strong relationship with him. Say, what did Peter and John do? What they did? Absolutely, they helped him. And also Peter, you know, speak with many people. And what was the man's response? You know, this is sometime, uh, you know, we think like uh, very, uh, very like a, Oh, Christianity is like, oh, they change the people, they change the religions, they do this, do that. All the people have crap confusion. And what confusion is that? Oh, they are followed three God. They are followed like this. They are followed like this. Now, when you read the Bible, it's a very clear. One thinks we are a sinner. We was a sinner. But God, you know, die and resurrection for our sin. He died for us. Each of us, everyone, you know, uh, we need to understand that. He died for everybody, not just one specific person, but he died for everybody. So we, underst- we need to understand that and confess, uh, confess and repent that re- the, the day of refreshment come, the day of joy will come, that we can enjoy with him. Now, that continues, I will read a few verses more and say, Peter saw his, uh, uh, saw his opportunity and dressed the crowd People of Israel, he said, what's so surprising about this and why staring at us as though we had made this man walking by our own power or godliness? For, for it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before uh, Pilate and despised Pilate's decision to release him, you rejected uh, this holy righteous one and instead demanded the release of murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead and we are witness of this fact. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. So here is, we can see like he's completely healed. So he's telling other people like what you did, what you was doing. But God, this is not something happened, uh, our powers. This is not something that we do by our powers. Our ministry, our evangelism, everything should be like that. We need that powers. We need God that come and walk with us. One time I was uh, in the Dubai and there was a youth conference in 2010 and one preacher come from Canada and he, he, he said two things. He said every preacher and every evangelist need to understand two things, two questions. One, you are working for God or you are working with God. You are working for Jesus or you are working with Jesus. It took me a few months to understand, yeah, we are not working for somebody to do good and bad. We are working with our fathers. This is our father's job. Peter will understand that this is our father's job. This is not longer like somebody's job that I have to work for him. 
We are working with our Savior, with our Lord, and you have a powers. Matthew, the, uh, uh, the book of Matthew says, I will be with you in the very end of this earth. I will be with you. This is like a big promise that God made. So we need to repent and we need to come to him that we can find hope and joy in him. Now, when he told with them, say, say, we are not, this man is not healed by our power, but this man healed the power of Jesus Christ. Today we need that power that we can repent, we can understand God. So this is what happened. The earlier church was doing, going there, going there, and doing the evangelism. This is what, what the mighty things is happening here. Now, I want to mention a few, few things, what the Peter did and how he addressed the situation. And I want to make that point clear. The Peter saw opportunity to preach, and he did not shy away from it. So when Peter saw the opportunity, now if you look back, as I mentioned, if you look back like eight, eight weeks back or two months back in his life, he was like, uh, you know, he was uh, shy. He was denied, you know. All his life. But when Holy Spirit come and give him strength and powers. Before even that Jesus was with them. He still was afraid. But then when Jesus came and sent the Holy Spirit. And then he get power. He get strength. And then he start sharing about God. So he did not shy. We no need to shy. We no need to say oh no. I want to do that. But you know it's. Uh, I seem like it's not my calling. This is what the sometime. The, you know, the youth and other people, like, you know, mention this question. Uh, I want to do that things, but uh, I don't think so. It's my calling. I want to do this. Oh, I don't think so. It's my calling. I want to go there. Uh, why you are not going there? Oh, it's not my calling. Let me, youth. Let me, church, I want to ask you something. If God did not call you to go and share the gospel, if God did not call you, to share with your neighbors, if God did not call you to share with your co-worker, if God did not call you to share with your, you know, with your roommate or with your school partner, a schoolmate or whatever, you know, if God did not call you to do that, I am sure he did not call you to sit in home and watch TV. I'm talking about here the power of Jesus Christ. I really understand how, you know, it's taken me to come here to explain this, this message. His power, his supernatural power can give you strength, can use you. He do not need a super a handsome or smart man or woman. We all are broken and he wants to use us. Maybe we deny many times. Now, if I ask you one question or another, you know, he said, you are the one who killed Jesus. If I ask you one question is, you kill Jesus every time when you sin. Probably you guys will not feel good. Say, what is this dude talking about? This is what he's saying. But that message cut their heart. When we check the book of Acts chapter 4 and first few verses, the result of his preaching was awesome. Five, first day 3,000 and the second day 5,000 people came to Christ in the earlier church, when the first church was planted. Sometimes we have to feel like it's my father's job. I'm not longer working for some specific church or some specific people. You're working with Messiah God. You're working with the living God. 
you know, and he has a superpower to heal all of our, you know, the problems, all of our sickness, all of our anger and everything. God wants to fix that permanent, but we have to admit, we have to come before him. Jesus Christ has a power to change man's life permanently, so he changed his life. And eternally, he will live with, with Christ, you know. And that will be awesome, you know, when we, <laughs> when we see Jesus. That would be incredible. I want to share one story, how God healed in a practical way. When I see it. I was doing a group, and uh, this guy, his name is Mamun Singh. He's from India, Punjab as well. And uh, he has... Uh, disease of his hand some kind of disease i don't know and then uh, his hand was like bleeding and getting dry and skill is falling apart and he went to the doctor back and forth and doctor say there is no such cure that you know you can get healings i don't know like we cannot figure it out so he went to the small like a like a village doctor then he went to the city doctor and then he went to the big hospital but still he could not they could not figure it out what is actually going on in the hospital, somebody told him, why you go to the, you know, the Christian community and maybe they can pray for you and you can get healed. And he said, really? He said, okay. So he went to the, you know, the Christian uh, church and then uh, they laid on hand and he has a faith that God can heal, heal me. So you know, they just uh, you know, pray, for, uh, pray for that guy. And he did not heal immediately. You know, these things also we need to understand in, in our Christian life. Sometimes uh, there are a group of people who said, Oh, I can follow Jesus, but if my, these things will fix. God, do not just a keeper to fix your things. God, you are God, and He wants to fix your life. So He did not heal immediately. So He went, but uh, what He finds is, is peace and joy that He never felt before. And that caused Him to come back again. So he came back again, and then uh, within two months, he'd start, he'd hand, uh, his hand started getting healed. After two months, all of his, completely his hand healed. Now, in order to do that, when he got the healings, then uh, he just kind of mentioned his testimony, and he said, before he healed me, he healed my heart. You know, that's really important to know. He healed my heart. He gave me strength. He gave me joy. He gave me power that I need. And then my hands start healing. God healed in a different way. Sometimes God heals our emotional life, you know, our, uh, before our, you know, the physical. Sometimes God heals our spiritual life to fix that permanently. So he got healings. After two months, he, uh, after four months, he came here and I met with him. And uh, he said, uh, you know, I want to serve God. How I can share the gospel? And there was a group, of, uh, there was a leader with me. And I called him to come and join in with our camp leader. And I was, you know, sharing how you can share the gospel with other people. And there is two people said, oh, why you have a turban? <laughs> you should take off the turban. You know, now you are free in Christ. <laughs> and, and he laughed and he said, this is my license to reach my people. Because they are broken. They need Jesus. They need God. They desperately need God. Several people through him 
came to Christ. And there is still turban. His hand is healed. He is rejoicing and praising God. Sharing his testimony with other people. I was this and now God healed me. God can heal any of our disease. You know, he has a power to change man's life. So I want to, I want to, sorry, I want to mention again the Patras, what he did. The Peter, sorry. <laughs> I call in different language. I didn't mess up during the preaching to speak other language. Maybe one or two times. I'm sorry. So, okay. So first he said, Peter saw opportunity to preach and he did not shy away from it. He did not shy. He really, you know, uh, get bold and, and share the gospel. And say, Peter made it very clear by whose power the healing and, uh, and happened. So he made it really, really clear who healed, you know, this person. He did not say like, oh, I heal or other. Like he made very clear, Jesus Christ, the power of Jesus Christ healed this, this person. Now he said, Peter's message was centered around the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was like really centered death and resurrection you know, the gospel message. See, the power is in, in Jesus' name. What you have done before is not being held against you. Repent your sin and turn to God. Jesus is coming again. Now, in this hall, we are two types of people. One is already follow Jesus every day. I want to encourage you, keep pressing and keep following Jesus. We have to do, we have to meet Jesus one day. And they will be really transparent. But there's another, maybe new, maybe first time came, maybe new. Maybe, you know, you are coming to Christ, but still I have a few questions and still I have a doubt. Now, maybe you think when I came in the door, my mind was different. My thought was different. I was thinking different. But now when I want to come back, I do not want to come back same. I want to follow Jesus. I want to encounter him today. If you feel that, that's an awesome day. Just put in, in your life to in this crowd. <laughs> you, know, whenever, you know, you read scripture, I would encourage you to, whenever you read some story, trying to put yourself in that situation, then you have a you know, better understanding of that scripture and the context the author talking about. It would be really, really awesome. God wants to do such th- God wants to do incredible things in our life, not the the way like uh, in the worldly, but in a, in eternally in a spiritual way. That God wants to grow us every day. We want to know every day, God. This is our biggest job to know. So this is what happened in the earlier church. So they planted the church. Next day, the, the church, the day that uh, you know the Spirit came, they plant the church. You know, then they kind of start going. And sharing the gospel. Then there is another picture we can see in these chap- chapters. The next chapter, there was a persecutions. There was a great persecutions. I deal with my life the persecutions. Persecution did not. If you are follow Jesus, if you are true following Jesus, persecution did not stop you loving God. It can give you strength powers and sometime when they you know got to the prison that angel helped them to go out they went there and then you know when they came back and then they say who give you the authority to preach Jesus name you should not talk about him 
but he said, whom I obey. Peter said, whom I obey. You are God. Absolutely, I will obey God. You know, we need to be obedient to until our very last breath that we can be obedient to Christ. He's obedient to us. <laughs> he died 100%. <laughs> he resurrected 100%. Many, many witnesses you can see. You know, you can find. He done 100% things for us. Yeah, we are, we are in the flesh. We cannot do 100%. But all he wants is heart, that we can give heart to God. God wants to change that. This is what happened earlier, church. Church, God wants to use you. You can go and talk with your friends. And I'm sure nobody will, you know, uh, if something has happened, God will be, will be with you. My family done uh, deal with the persecutions one time. And uh, during that time, I see that God is with us. Even, even though I wasn't believe in God that time. I was, uh, uh, I, was I think, 12 or 13 when we had the, the persecutions. Yeah. So my, my two younger brothers was with us and my mothers, you know. So we was like a scatter, you know. And that time, we wasn't believe in, you know, in God. But God really, you know, that time was with us. So nothing can anything separate us from the love of Christ. But if we have Christ, then. <laughs> if we don't have Christ, then no. So if somebody today wants to encounter him, encounter him, and he mean it that, I want to know more him. That's incredible. That's awesome. That's the, that's the result of this message that I shared today. Last things I, I would like to mention is how... You know, you guys can join. Can it, can it turn on? So you can, you know, if you like to go, if you have a passion, because first you, you have to, you know, pray about it, that if you have a passion and you want to go to the labor camps and want to touch those people, there's absolutely way. We have a table there. You can sign up, and we can set up the training or something. And then, uh, you know, you can able to go. So there's mention how you can, you know, help us. And if any of these things you would able to do, it would be really helpful to uh, the nomad and uh, the people who is in the labor camps. And I am so blessed and uh, I just joyful to, to share the word of God. I have just a one or two minutes. If you guys have any questions, you can ask. Any questions? Okay, cool. So let's pray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for this incredible message. Thank you for you giving me strength and powers. Father, we are a community. We are a family, Lord Jesus Christ. And you choose us that we can be your hand and feet in this region, Lord Jesus Christ. Without you, fathers, we are helpless. We are broken. We are nothing, Lord Jesus Father, the message today delivered is not just stay only for a few minutes, but he'll stay forever, Lord Jesus, in my brothers and sisters' life, Lord Jesus. Give them strength, give them power, Father. In King Jesus Christ, I ask. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Kashif. Thank you so much. May we have your joy as we continue out throughout the week and be like that lame man who is walking and leaping and praising God. So please stand with us and let's close out our service with an awesome song to the Lord.